car is uh is is amazing. We've got two, I think two or three little, or maybe we're kind of at the tail end of it, um, but we're continuing on in the bones, and um, we're going to start with the boy down here. Where is this? On um, Nun Beis Amid Beis 52b, boy Rami Barhama. So um, the basic question is that bones can cause tumma as well. In other words, if you have a whole skeleton of bones of a dead body, of course, that's a dead body. That's, that's a, not a body, it's a bones. But uh, we had in the Mishnah that uh, bones can cause tumma. And uh, the question was, well, sometimes you have a whole dead body, but other times you just have a bag of bones or a certain amount of bones or you have the bones that made up the majority of the body, or the majority of bones in the body. And that, that, those were the discussions that we had uh, in, the, um, in, the, in the Mishnah uh, two pages ago. Boy, Rami Barhama, he has the following question. So we've said that if, even if you have random bones, if they have a kav, a chatzi uh, kav, a half of a kav, a kav was a measure, half a box or a bucket, we were just throwing terms out. But obviously, if you had that amount, you'd have Tumah. But then we said, even if you didn't have that amount, if you had the important bones, like the skull or the spine, and, and we spent a page figuring out if it's the skull and the spine or the skull or the spine, and we didn't resolve it. But uh, those bones are more tumadic because they represent more of the basic body than, let's say, a finger bone. You know, if you're going to have fingers and toe bones. With those, you know, so if you have a whole sack full, okay. But what if you only have a few fingers and toes? Uh, but obviously not. But what if you have a spine, ten spines, or ten skulls? The question here is, do these um, other bones, do you still need that amount of the chatzikav? And so that's, the, that's Rami uh, Barakama's question. Let's read the words. Boy, Rami Barakama, we've had a lot of boys in this Masechta. Roiva atzamos. Let's say instead of the, ka, the half a kav, you have a quarter. Uh, the quarter over here is the kav. This word roiva is the same as revi, fourth. A fourth of a bones, minasheter migolos. But they're only genuine spine and skull bones. They're not the inferior toe bones that take a lot of them to cause tumor. You know, there's not as much life in the toe bones as there would be in the skull. You know, the place where the brain held. You've got ten jaws. You know, you've got a dentist clinic over there, whatever. You've got a whole bunch of jaws. So maybe you don't need the whole cav. Maybe the roiva, uh, the quarter should be enough. Kitani katsi kavat samos. When did we learn in our Mishnah that you need a half measure of those bones, that's where you got the finger bone and the toe bone and, you know, bones that don't have as much juicy life in them. But when you got a spine and you got a skull, those are strict. Maybe even a quarter of bones, even a lesser amount will cause tumor. Or maybe there's no difference. That is the question. So let's go into Tashma territory, which means examining other places and seeing if we can get clarity on this issue. Amarava Tashma, Hashedjiva Gagolas. We mentioned the spine 
and the skull. The If you want to say the bones from these parts are stricter and more likely to cause tumor, it should have said it, shouldn't it? If, if we're, it's one thing if we weren't talking about, if we're, talk, we're just mentioning random bones, that's why we said chatzikav. But we actually mentioned, if you, uh, the, if you had the skeleton, if you had the head and the skull attached with most of the bones, so why wouldn't we mention the fact that if you have those heavy-duty, super-duper uh, life-giving bones, that maybe you can use less of an amount? Shouldn't that have been listed if that were true? So that is the proof that Rava wanted to bring. As we turn to today's page. Baha'i Rava, Huda Omar. So the Gemara says, um, Rava uh, explained uh, that uh, Rava is of the opinion, Lo Nisrucha, that the purpose of the Mishnah was Lashedu Gigolish Ein Behem Rava himself answered, that the Mishnah is teaching us even when you have less than that amount. Our question was, why didn't the Mishnah mention it? Uh, Rava was saying, if you have the skull and the spine, it could even be tiny. It could even be a tiny skull and a tiny spine uh, would do the trick. So if that were true, so then why is Rava bringing a proof from that? Rava himself already explained that. So Lumura answered, Rav explained that Basar Shama and Revi Kiva. That's after he heard it from Revi Kiva, but he didn't initially know that. That's just explaining how he brought it or, or not. The bottom line is, Rav in the end did explain it, and so therefore there is something else that came to teach us. Let's look at Rashi. By Ravu Damatap Rashi. I stole for you, Michael. We're just on the top of today's page. Okay. But Omer La'el, Harutani Mina Mace, that which we learned. Uh, that fr- these came from a dead body. If you have the majority of the structure of the body, or the majority of the number of bones, even though they don't make up a physical mass of a quarter, even though there's no flesh, that the nazar would uh, shave on it. And also, it has these bones that don't have that, because these are considered significant. Kiyadadi, Alma, Clearly, Rava would hold that you don't need uh, a half a cob. If you're, if you're getting uh, skull bones, you don't need half a cob. So um, our question is, if Rava said that, um, uh, so what's he bringing a proof over here? So the Gemara answers, let's do the next Rashi. That's what he held. But after he heard from Rabbi Kiva, who said, and he didn't mention the Roiva, there, there's three things here. There's a half kav, there's a quarter kav, Roiva, and then there's even less than that, as long as it's from certain parts. And so uh, in the end of the day, that the mission was talking about those certain uh, super-duper uh, organs that like the head and the spine, which everybody would agree caused to Okay. The bottom line is, though, we don't have a proof to our, our, our backup question, which is when you don't have it intact, like the spine or the skull, and you just have a quarter of a kav, would the amount be less, or would you also need the half kav? So Tashma, back to the drawing board. Chef, the, the least size one is the one they're comparing to the size of a, a lentil. 
or grain or whatever that uh, is? No, we're, we're, um, here we're saying no, the least size would be a quarter of a cow. Oh, but I thought you well, said but there was that's three. Volume. Smallest volume that we've identified. Oh, the the smallest volume would be a barley. That's what I'm saying. A barley yeah, bone. A barley size. That's third. Right, that's an individual bone. Here we're talking about a whole bunch of a mixture. Yeah, right. And a barley bone, he'd actually have to touch. Whereas this, we're talking about just entering a building that has these bones in them. Yeah. So, Toshma, Shabayom, Etzemechad, Menashed. So there's just two then. There's a quarter and there's a half. Yeah, basically, right. That's right. But our question is maybe it, de- maybe it depends on where they come from. Right. In other words, are, right. are all bones created right. equal? That's really the... <laughs> that's, that's the question. That's the question. That's right. <laughs> than the amount. That's, that's exactly right. right. That's the whole question. Very good. You, you, you got to the basic question very, very well. So... Um, if you have these, uh, uh, the question here is the tumor comes from life, and uh, the life of the person, and it, it, it's similar to where we started with the ant in a certain way. A person can live without a toe bone, I imagine, or without a finger bone. Uh, there are some people that you know that have those amputated. Or I, I had a friend that had a lawnmower incident when he was a teenager, and you, when uh, I, I didn't know him then, but years later, when you would go to shake his hand you would notice like he had a funny handshake or he would give you the wrong... That's because he was missing a certain finger, you know, in his, in his handshake because Nebuchadnezzar was stuck in the lawnmower or something or whatever. He lost a tip. I don't know exactly what. Uh, but at any rate, those bones you can live without. So when a person dies, do those bones have the life of the person the same way that if a person were missing his head, you know, he's missing his skull, he wouldn't live very long without the skull, right? So maybe that bone has more tuma in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't really know. That's why the Gemara throws out these questions. So, Tashma, Shammai Omer, Etzim Echem, and Eshedim, Egoos. Shammai said, you got one skull, one shrunk, you know, one scalp, or one, uh, one spine, that'll do the trick. So Shammai says clearly that those bones cause tuma, even less. Don't bring me a proof from Shammai. Shammai, Shammai, the Machmer Tvei. Everybody knows he was Machmer. He was a strict, you know, he was, so maybe that's just a chumrah. But who says me'ikaredin? But the Gemara says, but from the fact that you see his opinion, you see that he was arguing with the rabbis, but the majority held, you see that the, that the chumrah was to say that those bones you, uh, would cause tumah. But may, the other opinion was you have to have the full half cop. The Gemara, so that's a proof. The Gemara says, no. That's because it's one big bone. But if you have uh, a quarter of a cav of, of bones, um, multiple bones, maybe even they would admit uh, that you don't need a half a cav. So Because you've got so many bones. Uh, I suppose more bones represent more of the person's life. More of the more likely to, we know a dead body conveys tumor when you've got a whole bunch of bones, so maybe it adds up quicker. So Amr Abelazer. So uh, therefore, we don't have a proof, and we're back to the drawing board. Which our original question was: if you have these uh, essential bones from the skull and the spine, is it also the half calf measure, or does it go to the quarter calf measure? That's still our question. Omar Abelazer, the Kenyan Rishonin. 
the earlier elders. We don't know exactly. Somebody's calling in. I hope it's not blocking. Um, the uh, first time we don't see you anymore. Yeah, someone's calling in on the phone. Um, let me see if I can decline it without. Yeah, here we go. Okay. So the Canaan Rishonim Mixasan Haya Omrim. Some of them used to say, "Chatzik Kavat Samos." Again, I, we're not real clear who these, who were the Zikhanim Harishonim. It sounds like very ancient, right? The, mm-hmm. the earlier elders, they said the following. And some of them said, So this is really our dilemma. We seem to know that there's this half measure and quarter measure. So some of them said, if you got a half measure of bones or a half measure of blood, that causes all kinds of tumult. If you only have a quarter measure, that, that wouldn't cause every type of tumor. And some of them said, that no, even these quarter measures would, would be eligible for all types of tumor. Um, based in Shalach Rehem, a later on based and said, no, only the half measure is, does the full. The, uh, for anything. Don't know. Roiva uh, atzamas for roivadam. If you have the quarter measure, the truma lekachim. That's so for truma and kachim. We have a higher level of purity needed. So or a higher level of impurity will cause trouble. So even if you have only a quarter of a kav for truma and kachim, that will be a problem. But not to send the nozer to, to shave. So the bottom line is, uh, we thought that this issue was a newer issue. We actually see that the Zikanim Harishonim had a big discussion about this. So um, we see that this is a big discussion whether or not this quarter measure also causes all the, all the full tumor or not. So the more, though, gets to the question, though, Mikti, let's see. Eina Krashlishis Makrius. We didn't really resolve the issue. So how did our Mishnah decide to learn it the way it did? If this actually, from even before the Mishnah, there was this big debate. So Amar of Yaakov Ra'idi, um, usually the Mishnah was, uh, if you had a debate in the Tanoim, then it would be resolved by, they'd have a reason how they knew who to Paskin like. So he says, you know how we knew? The prophets told us. Uh, they heard it from the prophets. Uh, once you go back to the prophets, that kind of tells you all you need to know. <laughs> That's from God. That's the, uh, so uh, he's saying that they understood from the prophets what the, what the halacha was here, what the, what the real rule was. Um, and so uh, that's the, um, that was the question over here. How did they decide if we didn't really resolve this issue? And the answer was, they still had prophets, and they must have asked the prophets and got this message. Okay, moving on. Then the Mishnah continues. So again, how, how the halacha was finally decided, and there's a few Mishnahis too over there that makes it uh, complicated. Um, the, uh, I saw a statement in the Art Scroll that was like rather shocking. Uh, he, the Art Scroll said something about this being one of the most... Uh, Difficult uh, Mishnayas or whatever, or complex. You see that there, or the he has a quote from somebody that uh, 
there's, there's certain contradictions in this halacha between the the the, the roiva and the chatz, the half or the quarter or the just just arriving at the conclusion. At at the end of the day, the Gemara says, well, they must have prophet must have told them. It's almost like giving up, meaning that we're not going to get there from Lumbus, but uh, there must have been. Did you see it there or the? Oh. Oh, okay. I saw that quote somewhere in there. But um, So, getting back to the Mishnah, it says these are the ones that the Nazar will have to shave, and if he became Tommy, discontinue. Now, it's actually totally extra because the Mishnah listed the things. So, of course, these are the things. So, whenever we have this kind of language in a Mishnah, it's coming to include something. Or to exclude. So, what is the Mishnah excluding? So, the more answered, in the first case, we're coming to exclude the barley bone. In other words, we're talking about bones that even if the Nazar walks into a building and that building had this bag of bones in it, then he has to shave. But if the barley bone, it, it doesn't have tumas all. in. If you touch the barley bone, a bone the size of a barley, or you schlep it, then you'll have tumah. Al oolo, but if you're just leaning over it or you're in the same building, lo. And what is the Ela, the case in, this, in the upcoming Mishnah, what is that coming to exclude? Lamute evan hamusukukis. Which, this word is the same word as tchach. They had stone, stone wall, like, you know, even in the south, they had stone wall Jackson because uh, if you had a stone wall, you stopped people. And so he got that name. Apparently, the, the, uh, when the north was trying to cross through, he was like a stone wall. But if you have stones in a wall, not bricks, so some of the stones stick out more than others. To be careful, actually, if you brush against it, some of those stones are sharp. But in theory, you could have a, hot, a bigger stone on top, and if you've got a short nuzzer, and he could walk under one of those stones. And if you got a cemetery on the other side, uh, then uh, he would become tummy. And so the question is, would, does a nuzzer got to worry about this type of stone? Let's look at uh, Rashi. There's a few different pshatim on this word, this evan musukakas, hamasukukas, like sukkah, but it's six lines up. Evan mesama. Um, first Pshad in Rashi is not the one I told you, uh, but again, the, this, uh, if, if it were the real Rashi, then we would be stuck with Rashi's first Pshad would be the main way to learn the Gemara, but this is not the real Rashi, so we don't have to tell you the first Pshad that he says. But if, anyways, the Rashi says, This is a stone they put on top of the body. I wonder if they meant to keep it from like um, flying away or moving, or they would put a stone on top. Yeah, the cover if the Nazar sits on that stone, even though he's Tameh, he doesn't take a shave. That's the first shot. That the Evan, uh, this stone uh, is not what I said, the stone wall, like Stonewall Jackson, but this is the stone on top of the grave. This is the shot that I told you. Evan Hamasukis. It's a stone that leans over. And anything, I'm not sure why he's quoting that, but it's a stone that sticks out of the fence. Um, actually, Tosus, uh, Tosus explains it a little more, the, in a, more, a little more clear. But okay. As we turn the page. 
Okay, so the Mora says, well, our Mishnah said the half kav, so why don't we just say, chatzit kav at samas in, roiva at samas lo, but not the quarter. So the Mora said, hey, kidami, ilamit ismunat samas kisora, if when you've got this whole measure of bones, I assume that they're barley sized, typically mishumetsim kisora. The Mora's question is, why do we even need a bucket of bones? We already said that even a barley sized bone causes trouble. So the Gemara says, oh, go ahead. They turn the bones into flour. <laughs> so you don't have a, a barley is a thick piece. So our question is, if you have bone flour, don't ask me, uh, maybe somebody fell into the sifter or something. I don't know exactly how you'd get bone flour on purpose, but uh, this is human. No, I understand. Oh, maybe that's why... You know, when they cremate, what do they do? They, they, must, they must do something to the bones, they, they, unless they... It turns into ashes, I see. But uh, if it were turned into flour, so to speak, uh, then, uh, so you don't have a bone that's the thickness of a barley cone, then you need this amount. It has to fill a bag that's a half cup. Continuing on. And if you have the, um, the limb from the dead body or the limb from the live body, as long as there's flesh, and it says how much flesh has to be on the limb, keroi. We said uh, it has to be fitting, uh, meaning enough that if the body, if that limb were healthy, that flesh would regrow. So, what happens if you got a limb, but it doesn't have enough flesh on it? Would that cause tumor or not? So what's the deal if it's missing the flesh? Rabbi Yochanan said, Rabbi Yochanan said, the Nazar doesn't have to go to shave on it. It's just a limb. It's missing the flesh. Reish Lakish says, no. He says he would have to shave on it. Rabbi Yochanan says, so now we've got a nice Rabbi Yochanan Reish Lakish Maklokas. So now we've got to figure out what they were arguing in and let them fight it out. So again, in the new case in the Mishnah, the limb missing the flesh. Rabbi Yochanan said, It must have an olive size of flesh. You can infer that from the fact that it must have it, that if it doesn't have it, we're not going to send the Nazar to, uh, to shave. Rav Shimon ben Lakishomash, Rish says, No. Megaleach, he does have to shave even if it's missing the flesh. Because later on in the second part, it doesn't say it over there that um, this is a case where uh, he doesn't shave on. The question is, do you infer from the Reisha that it must have the flesh? Or do you infer from the Seifa that, uh, that even... Um, uh, the, only those cases he doesn't shave on, but all the other cases he does. So it's almost like, are you medayik from the first case, or are you medayik from the last case? So Rabbi Yochan, so now the question is, well, didn't the other opinions know that? Rabbi Yochan, If you would have inferred, understood it from the first case, that only when you have that flesh, uh, you're metame, and uh, the inference is, if you don't have that flesh, you don't have tumah, so we didn't need to list that in the Seifa, according to Rabbi Yochanan. So that's why it's not there. Ah, the Gemara says, yeah, but 
But one, basically, Rabbi Yochan is saying is once you have the, our Mishnah, which lists the amount, you automatically know that less than that amount, you don't have Tumah and the Nazar doesn't have to shave. So the fact that it's not listed over there doesn't prove anything. So that's why Rabbi Yochanan explains why this case didn't make that list of the tumors that he doesn't have, the bones that he doesn't have to go to the sh- shave for. The Morris says, but wait a second. What about the, in the Mishnah, it talks about a half kav of bones. In our Mishnah, the mashmachatzi kavat samus in roivat samus lo, only if you have a half kav, not if, not if you have the quarter kav. Viktani b'seifa. And that did make the seifa. Roivat samus. And so it did say it over there. So you see that the Seifa listed things that could be inferred from the Reisha. So the Gemara says, Hasami lav roivat samos, had the Seifa not said it, hava mina filo magav amaselo. I would have said that if you have less than the half kava bones, even if you touch it, there's no tuma, Or even if you schlep it, there's no tuma. In other words, the inference was not that there's no tuma but there's not as many categories of Tumah. In other words, our mission was talking about even if you're in the same building, you'll have Tumah. That implies if you have less, it doesn't mean there's no Tumah. If you have less, you have certain Tumahs yes and certain Tumahs no. So therefore, that's why it had to learn the quarter kav, that if he's in the same tent, he doesn't have to go shave. So therefore, that question is, uh, is easy to explain why the Mishnah differentiated between the bones because some, you have to have a certain measure to have all three types of tumah, touching, schlepping, or being in the same building. And then the, the less than that may be eligible for two out of three for touching and schlepping. But then the more says, but I, let's ask another question. The Mishnah over there also li- listed a half lug of blood. Our Mishnah said the minimum amount of blood to cause Tumah. And uh, that implied anything less wouldn't. The Ketani B'Seifa, and it does list it over there, Revias Dam, that if you have that little bit of blood, it doesn't cause Tumah. So you can't, you see that it did list things that could be inferred from our case. So the Gemara answered, Hasam Lafuki made Revikiva. That's excluding Revikiva, Dama Revikiva, Revias Dam, He says even a tiny bit of blood. It, uh, that came from two different bodies would cause tumah. So the reason we listed it is to exclude Rebbe Kiva. Fine. So we, the question here again is, can we infer from our amounts in the Mishnah that anything less wouldn't cause tumah? And if that's true, we could have inferred it. Why does it have to say it? So the answer is because it's nuanced. The, the, uh, the bones, there's multiple kinds of tumah. And in the blood, there's two opinions. So now the Mora goes on to the, uh, ask a question. Hi, Abraham and Amaze Hechidami. What's the case of the uh, limb from the dead body? If you've got that barley bone in there. So, of course, the limb will cause tumma because it's got a bone the size of barley. So why would Rabbi Ochanan say it doesn't? And if it's such a t- the bone is so tiny, so why would Rish Lakish say it does have tumma? Really, even if it's a tiny, tiny bone. This could be I'm trying to think of which limb has very little bone in it. Little bone? Or well, or like an little eye. Bones. Little bones in it, like an eye or something. Yeah, very small amount of bone mass. Many, many, many bones. Yeah. Where have I started? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The smallest bones in the body are actually in the uh, in the middle ear. They're the they're called mm-hmm. the um, the 
auditory ossicles. Uh-huh. There, there, are three, there are three tiny bones that actually, one end of the bone connects to the eardrum and the other ear of the, the other, the other, and the last bone in the series of three um, connects to the organ that actually um, translates the vibration into what we perceive as sound. I see. So there you'd have a they're, limb they're, and you and wouldn't... They're tiny. And they're tiny. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're oh. millimeters. That's very good, because I guess it could even be smaller than a barley or whatever. Yes, uh, it actually could be. Well, why can't it be just a chip off any bone, a small chip? Because it was from a limb. So the, a, a regular, you're right, if the limb was like sliced in such a way that you just got a, uh, a sliver of the bone, if like it, it was like sliced and you got like a half an arm from the bottom half, but it sounded like a whole limb, and so I was wondering what kind of whole limb wouldn't have a significant bone, and Dr. Yaffe explained the ear would be a very good example of a limb that has very tiny bones in it. So uh, such a limb, you would say, that doesn't cause tumor. Like, that's a good, uh, it's, 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 hardly, it's hardly any bone in there. Still, the answer is Rahman uh, The Torah tells you that it does have tumor. It's in a Pasuk, the Tanya, and this is the Pasuk. This time it almost sounds like a war is going on. Because talking about swords, if there's a in war, there are wars. I, I mean, our wars we got bombs, but they they were like slicing away. Like in, in people that went to war, they'd come back, they'd be missing an ear, they'd be missing a limb. You know, things get cut off. So uh, the, the anyone that touches like what's in the field through now, uh, either through us, they, they t- even if you touch something with the sword. When a person goes to harm his fellow person with a sword, the sword conveys the tumma to the person. So this refers to leaning over a dead body. This is a limb from a dead body. But there's enough flesh to, uh, that would have healed had it been still attached. Touching it through, even though he didn't touch it with his hands, if a person puts a sword in somebody, that's just like touching the body. That's a limb. That's this quarter amount. That's a closed grave. So uh, this, there's a Pusik that describes multiple scenarios of Tuma, and we're trying to, we're going to end up saying that this Pusik is teaching us also that even if it's missing the bo- uh, uh, a limb that had a whole limb, also would be able to convey the tumor. Uh, the Omar Mar tum- well, we're going to stop here right now with the grave. Uh, not a great place to stop, but it is what it is. <laughs> okay. So again, right now we ha- we're asking where um, we know that a huge amount of bones or a huge amount of uh, a whole dead body causes tumor, but where do we know this idea of a limb? And the Gemara is saying it's, it's inferred from the Pasuk. And you've got this Pasuk where a lot of the laws of tumor are learned from and uh, that's where we're going to leave off of in the middle of the Pusik. Have a great day and a great Shabbos, everyone. I think it's a, a double header this week. Yeah. A triple header, a double header plus it's uh, Shabbos Chodesh. Yeah.